Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. And our panellists this morning, I'm very pleased to say, are uh, Jamie Wall, uh, a regular and, of course, uh, a voice well-known to us here on SCNZ. Kimberly Downs, who does uh, the Friday show with Beeve, takes us into the weekend. Uh, good morning to both of you, uh, Kimberly. I guess uh, we could probably just use up the whole segment by saying Taranaki beat Canterbury at Pukakura Park and let, let you go. Uh, look, that's a decision you've made. Uh, and I'm very happy to go with that, Smithy. Good morning. Yeah, it was a great weekend for us. Uh, what made it even sweeter, in fact, was that I happened to be in Christchurch over the weekend uh, with the kind oh. of extended Canterbury in Lofano. Uh, and that was satisfying, to say the least. But I've been, I, I felt very vindicated because I've been harping on and on, obviously, after the terrible start that Taranaki had to the season about what yes. a difference it would make when Stephen Terrafisha finally got to play for them again. Uh, and I was, yeah, delighted, delighted to see that come to fruition uh, at Pukakura Park as well, which, as you know, I'm a big fan of, regardless of uh, the negative attention that it's been getting of late. Well, of course, on the back of uh, renaming the competition the Neil Barnes competition because he finally got his way and then he couldn't get a win early. What happened? <laughs> Look, you know, sometimes good things, they just take time, time to build. That's all right. A lot of youth, a lot of new faces. And doesn't it just make it sweeter, Smithy? When your team starts poorly, people write them off and then they come back for a win like that. Certainly made it sweeter in my household. <laughs> I, I, I... Oh, sorry, I don't know, Kimberly. I'm from Hawke's Bay. <laughs> wow, we are getting into this nice and early. Uh, okay. mate, I'll see you for a field challenge at some point. <laughs> yeah, hope, hopefully you will. Uh, Jamie Wall, good morning to you. Uh, Jamie, can you just um, reiterate, I'm sure you've told us in the past, but just uh, can you just re enlighten us on your particular province of choice and how they're going? <laughs> Uh, yeah, good morning, Smithy, and good morning, Kim. Um, thanks for subjecting me to this so early in, uh, early in the day. Um, but yes, uh, not a great weekend for my team. Um, on that game you were just mentioning before, I mean, obviously it's two problems I, I dislike immensely. Um, and the only thing I can really say about that game is I'm glad they got wet and cold. So, uh, <laughs> and the same thing happened to Wellington uh, over the weekend. Um, they, of course, lost. Uh, but it's another season of just what I like to call the Chamber of Horrors that is supporting supporting Wellington. Um, it's a lifelong curse I've, I've had to endure. Um, many others have as well. Uh, and the only good thing about it is that uh, it, it makes some good jokes on, on social media. 
Um, and as for Hawke's Bay, well, I hope that their, um, their shield reign ends pretty soon. Um, it's about time the shield started moving again. Um, of course, they are facing North Harbour uh, in a few days, um, so it probably isn't going to be going anywhere because they, can, they couldn't win a raffle, so they bought all the tickets. Um, so, yeah, good times in provincial rugby. Oh, I tell you, the engraver in Hawke's face, uh, I, I must say he's got the easiest job in the world because all he has to do is just put ditto signs under it. I mean, it, you know, just can it just front up every morning, that's it. But, uh, Jamie, um, let's get a little bit more international, shall we, with our rugby. Um, and uh, Kimberley brought up a good subject, actually, uh, Stephen Perifetta. And now uh, that leads to me to, uh, we're here, Bowden Barrett left training um, yesterday. So that's not a good sign for him on the back of the uh, concussion issues that he had in uh, South Africa, I'm supposing here, not uh, with any voice of uh, absolute certainty. Perifetta a chance this weekend, and what about uh, other strategies for Ian Foster? Well, I, I just think so, that he'd, he'd be in line for a debut. I mean, he's obviously been waiting uh, for, for a while now, um, but I, I feel like he was going to be used in one of these team, these two tests regardless. Uh, obviously, the All Blacks have quite a lot of options at the back there because, uh, you know, obviously Will Jordan um, can play there as well. We saw Sever Reese have a, have a game there for Tasman um, on, the, on the weekend. Uh, so it's not like that kind of down, he, he's, he's a last resort or anything. But, and, you know, with all due respect to Argentina, playing them at home is when the All Blacks generally try out their, their new guys. So I think that this was always kind of the plan for him anyway. Uh, Barrett, Bowden Barrett, uh, missing out, has uh, is an interesting one in that, to me, it doesn't particularly actually affect them much at all. I've always been of the opinion that uh, the All Black selectors kind of just need to make a call on whether it's him or Richie Mwanga who they're going to go with and play them at 10, and if one's in the team, the other one's watching, basically. So I think that uh, Richie's probably going to, you know, get his chance in front of his home crowd down in Christchurch. And I heard him speak earlier about how special and important that is that is to him. And it must be for the for the guys who are from Christchurch because you know it's obvious they they don't get a chance to play there for the All Blacks very often. So. Mm. It's a logical choice uh, as well as an emotional one um, for Richie to be starting uh, this test and for Perifeta to be coming off the bench. Um, and then, of course, it does, it does kind of leave another question mark over what exactly they're doing with Roger Tuivasa-Shek because it's going to come down to one of those two uh, on the reserve bench, you'd think. Okay, interesting there. Um, overall, though, uh, Kimberley Downs, I think it's uh, very interesting. Uh, all of a sudden, there's a new sort of um, aura over the top of the All Blacks after that win in South Africa, shall I say that. One, we're not talking about uh, the coaching issue anymore. Joe Smith's come in, and there's almost uh, a sense around the media in particular, uh, as opposed to anyone else, that everything's back on track in a nice, smooth sort of a way. Is that the way you perceive it, the, the Joe Smith presence and the, the heat off uh, Foster? I'm not so sure it's heat off Smithy or the aura in as much as it might feel like there's been a, a relaxing of pressure more so just because we finally know that regardless, Ian Foster is going to be there through to the World Cup now. And so I think a lot of that kind of 
accumulating pressure in that sense that we've had over the Ireland series and the South Africa tour were in part related, aside from the losses, obviously, uh, were in part related to that ongoing uncertainty around Foster and his job and whether he was going to stay and whether NZR were backing him. And I think, for me, the turning point came when they finally uh, had that press conference recommitting to him, in a way, uh, through to the World Cup. So I think that probably has a bit to do with that um, kind of, I guess, perceived relaxation around the media and things because his job currently is not on the line, whereas it has been for the last few weeks leading into this. Whether or not as well there's, uh, I guess, a, a, a little bit, like Jamie says, traditionally when Argentina come here it's a time to test new combinations and to have a look at different players and things like that I'm a little bit wary of that personally um they did just come off of course a very good win against Australia and I don't think that um it is wise to assume that all of the All Blacks problems are fixed in the space of a couple of weeks with one really really fantastic as it was win so I think there's kind of probably time now in the next couple of weeks to take a bit of a pause and kind of see if we can spot signs of that consistency that had been absent for a while, regardless of who is actually selected to play. But certainly in terms of the heat being off a little bit, yeah, I would I would agree with you there. Okay. Um, Jamie, um, your take on, on that perhaps, and also um, negotiations apparently uh, between uh, RA Rugby Australia and, uh, and us, New Zealand Rugby, over the future of uh, Super Rugby. Uh, it always just seems to be up in the air, Super Rugby, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. But just, just quickly on the All Blacks, one thing that we all said before this season started was about the first five tests of the season because it was an incredibly tough start for the All Blacks and we all came out with our predictions on what their record would be. Uh, at the end of it and generally the general consensus was at best three and two and a lot of two and threes in there and whether that was good enough for Foster to retain his job now we're in an interesting position where we're looking at the last eight and how many what the record by the end of the year is going to look like for us to be convinced that this is the right selection because right now you could look at these eight tests and you can say well they're not going to lose all eight of them but they're probably not going to win all eight of them either. And which of these is going to be seen as, you know, how we say in, uh, when they, the All Blacks play in South Africa is kind of an acceptable loss. Because the most, the most one that's likely going to be the toughest is England at Twickenham. And that's the last test of the year. And if the All Blacks go into yet another season losing the last test of the year, we're going to have another big, long summer of talking about it. So mm. there's, there's that. Um, your point about Super Rugby, though, uh, yeah, again, it's this kind of ongoing drama. It is kind of interesting and it's kind of amusing because uh, it, it's definitely a power play thing by Rugby Australia because they do have a bit of leverage in the situation because they do have a World Cup coming up and they do have to kind of get people talking about it and about Rugby Union again because, of course, they, you know, they're in a very condensed and competitive sporting market. So any news for them that puts them in the paper is, is good news. And Hugh McLean, the Rugby Australia chief, knows that. And he's found an easy target in being able to kind of just push Mark Robinson around. Um, this doesn't make New Zealand rugby look good at all. 
the, the likelihood of Rugby Australia actually going alone is, is pretty minimal. There is a possibility there if they could somehow jag some sort of broadcast deal because that was uh, that that's what it all hinges on. But it would be kind of foolish because they have, uh, for, for the first time in Super Rugby, you have a very fan-friendly product in that you can have games starting on both sides of the Tasman at reasonable times and finishing at reasonable times. Um, and you don't have this prospect of teams from New Zealand and Australia playing a run of home games and then disappearing off to South Africa uh, where they fall out of the media cycle, they fall out of the public consciousness. And especially for Australian teams, you have this issue of them, their fans just going and watching rugby league or AFL uh, for that time and not getting back interested in them again. So I, I don't think from their point of view, it's a particularly logical thing for them to go and start talking about going it alone, especially because if they did, they would end up with some form of super rugby-like competitions anyway just to fill in the gaps in their, in their schedule. Like, you would have those teams playing one another, and we'd have we'd have a situation where it was like Super Rugby Aotearoa followed by Super Rugby Trans Tasman. So the, the, the reality is, is that these two organisations need each other, and there's no, as much as they don't like one another at times, it's kind of mm. like a relationship that just needs to needs to continue. Yeah, it's it's like um, it's it's incredible relationship. It's like actually it's just an extension of on the field. Uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, it just carries on off the field. Uh, Kimberly, where do you sit with uh, how you think the Black Ferns are looking? Uh, Wayne Smith's unbeaten. They looked so impressive and demolishing the Wallaroos at the moment. But in the back of your mind, are you still sort of sitting waiting till they're severely tested, particularly up front? Uh, yes, yes I am, and unfortunately that severe test is not going to come until the World Cup. Um, the Blackburns at the moment have definitely shown signs for us to be optimistic. You know, the attacking flair that you can see what, what Wayne Smith is trying to inject the team is obviously extremely on board with what he and the coaching staff are trying to do, and they have shown improvement certainly throughout the year. Um, I just, not to be uh, too much of a grumbler, but the Wallaroos are not a good team. And I don't think we can judge too much on performances against them because historically we have always thrashed them. Um, and so it's, it's optimistic signs, but with a grain of salt that this is uh, not probably the test they necessarily need going into a World Cup, and unfortunately they are probably not actually going to get that. Um, and the biggest test will come when those nations, the France and England, come down here uh, and are playing as part of this World Cup. So it's, it's optimistic signs without wanting to get too carried away. I think they're in a better position uh, than they have been probably the last couple of years and in a position where you can look at them now and go okay genuinely we could contend here but we've also got to bear in mind that the English particularly uh, have shown time and time again how dominant they are up front, how physical mm. they are, how strong they are and what they can do on a rugby field and they have just had much longer um, to have that investment on the domestic front and the international game time as well against harder competition uh, to get themselves into a position where they, regardless of, of what happens with the next Black Ferns test, will still enter this World Cup as the favourites. Uh, so that will just, I mean, it'll be intriguing, certainly. It will be fascinating to see 
how the ferns outfit goes when they do eventually come up against them. But like I say, I am taking a taking optimistic signs from the performances that they've had this year. I just wish, I really wish that there were some more competitive, uh, highly competitive matches on the calendar before we got to the World Cup. Uh, unofficial mayoress too, uh, by the way, of New Plymouth. We're talking to folks here in uh, Kimberley Downs. So, Kimberley, I've got to ask you this question. What the hell are you going to do about cricket at Pukakura Park? I am starting my petition to the council to invest for whatever they need there. I mean, if the facilities aren't good enough, upgrade them. My fear is that if New Zealand cricket were to make good on this, let's call it a threat, um, to remove cricket from Pukekura Park, my fear is that it just wouldn't come back once you've lost it, whether it will be mm. gone for good. And it is the, the reality is, from a spectating point of view, I know we have a good laugh about it because the boundaries are tiny, the facilities clearly are not up to scratch. Um, but from a spectator point of view, it is fantastic. I have so many great memories going there, watching cricket, uh, watching CD when I was younger, when I was growing up there. And it would be such a shame to lose that, particularly in a province which doesn't have a huge amount of that level of sport going on because, you know, the Chiefs don't exactly <laughs> go there a lot. Um, mm. And so that for me would be quite crushing if they were to take it away. And I do think that the council just needs to bite the bullet here and step up and give them whatever they need. If they can find their however many million, tens of millions, uh, to rebuild Yarrow Stadium, then they can find a bit of money to put in proper facilities for a couple of domestic cricket teams to come out and play there. Aside from the fact there would be a hell of a place for wedding photos too, wouldn't it? The, the main wicket block at Pukakura <laughs> Park being a, a couple of sports fans. Um, you're not, look, you're not wrong there, actually. I hadn't thought of that one. <laughs> I've, I've been to a few weddings at Pukakura Park in my time, but I hadn't considered my own, funnily enough. Um, look, I'll, I'll take that under advisement. My concern, though, uh, Smithy, would be that, you know, all going well, there'll be cricket being played when, yeah. when we're getting uh, well, I think so. It, there pro probably will be for uh, a little while, but uh, long term it doesn't look good, Kimberly. So you get that permission going, and I'll be one of the first uh, signatures on it. I promise you that, uh, Jamie. Uh, it's 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 the basin reserve, really. I mean, it's the basin reserve of Taranaki, and uh, you'd have spent. Uh, uh, I'd hate to think we, uh, you could lose the basin reserve. There was talk about the basin reserve being ploughed down for traffic reasons, etc. But we couldn't lose the basin, as we can't lose Pukakura. Yeah, well, it's interesting you mentioned the basin because I was just about to um, suggest it to Kimberley and Ollie because I know he's listening um, that that would be a much better wedding venue for for, for both of you and the pictures have come out much much nicer because it you know it's actually the proper size, um, not at a ground where I have someone like me could get a half century um, by just hanging my bed out there. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I do, I do remember the the outcry um, when Wellington. Uh, the Wellington City Council did float plans to put a fly over uh, the Basin Reserve or, or, or bowl it for a, for a road directly through um, the tunnel. Um, having travelled that route from the airport back into Wellington now, um, I can kind of see where they were coming from um, because <laughs> yeah. it's just a constant tra traffic jam now. Um, but I will say this, I mean, you know, people power. Um, people in Wellington stood up uh, for their iconic uh, venue um, clearly, people in New Plymouth aren't as passionate as, as Wellingtonians are about their sport, because um, otherwise, Pukekura Park could still be a cricket room. Okay, fair enough. Uh, nice little dig there. <laughs> uh, a nice little dig, and 
Nice little punch and a nice little counter punch to end the panel today. Thank you very much to Jamie Wall and to Kimberly Downs. Of course, you'll hear Kimberly on Friday uh, with uh, Stephen Donald on the drive home from four o'clock onwards. So we we'll look forward to that. Thanks, folks. Uh, very entertaining and uh, very enlightening as well, I think it's fair to say. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.